To a brand new era of the Talking Buds podcast, where for the first time ever, not only can you hear us, my friends, you can see us. Yes, you can see us for the first time ever. It's not just audio, folks. It's video now. We are in whole new in a whole new world, whole new territory. Super exciting. I just getting started a little later than we would have liked to this year, I think. But um, you know, we we were we've been busy. Yeah, well, it's been man the pandemic, the shortened season, now a new season, and all these rules, and we didn't know what was going on. But now it's official. We know the schedule. We know the games. We know the division. It is time to kick season three off, and let's go, baby. Let's go. Well, as you said, it's the beginning of season three. And for those of you who have been with us since the beginning, thank you very much. We hope you like the new setup. Oh, yeah. For those of you who are just checking us out for the first time, because this is like we're on, like we're going to be way more visible on YouTube now. Welcome. This is the, uh, this is the Talking Buds podcast. We, uh, we discuss the Maple Leafs as currently constituted. We... Don't mess around. What don't we deal in? We don't deal in hypotheticals. And as you get to know us, we don't really deal in analytics either. So you'll get to know us real quick. If you like the show and want to check us out, head on over to our Instagram at Talking Buds Podcast. That's where we that's where we like to reside, mostly on social media. We try and stay away from the uh the toxicity. Of the Twitterverse. Of the Twitterverse? I can't even keep up with people on Twitter, man. Like, they're just too aggressive. They got too many takes and takes that I don't agree with, to be honest with you. So, man, it's it's nice to have our own little space. And, man, I am just so excited for this season. Like, oh, man. Like, let's go. So, I've been sitting here um, racking my brain. Obviously, like, new studio space, right? So, I've been sitting here racking my brain. Like, what are we going to call this? And I'm like... The, the bud cave crossed my mind, but like people are always mistaking us for a weed podcast oh. anyway. <laughs> so I was like, that that's not going to help the situation. No. So I guess just the talking bud studio is going to work. I don't mind the bud cave though. It's not you bad. Maybe we'll, we will leave it up to the talking buds listeners. Maybe they can name the studio for us. Yeah. Cause I was thinking like man cave, bud cave, bat cave. So yeah, you know what? Go Bud, Bud Cave. Cave. This is the Why Bud not? Cave. Welcome to the Bud Cave. Yes, yes, and we are pumped. So as I said earlier, um, got s- getting started a little later than we would have liked to this year. Um, haven't done an episode in a while. Haven't done an episode in like about three months, like two and a half, three months. Um, we haven't really given our take on certain things that in a perfect world we would have already given our take on. So let's not waste any more time. Let's talk about the Canadian division. Yeah, let's go. Let's get into this. The NHL is coming back short in season. And all the Canadian teams will be playing only each other in one single division. 
earlier I said the Canadian division. I'm wrong. It's the Scotia North Division. Got to get that sponsor in, baby. And like, I, just as a little side tangent, if I can go in here before we really start talking about this, I did not realize how triggering corporate sponsorships are for some people. Some people are very, very upset. Well, you can't mess with the tradition of the game. That That's these people's takes. What does that mean? I don't know, man. It's time to make money. Yeah. Like, let, yeah. let's go. Leave yeah. it alone. So, just when you heard about this, heard about this concept, your thoughts on it? It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. And we were, I said the same thing about the bubble playoff, if you go back and listen to our audio episodes. But this is just something that we never even dreamed of. Or like what, I've never even come across this idea in like our fantasy land talk. But we don't deal in hypotheticals, so that's probably why. Yes, but, that is why. But man, this is just wild. And it's just amazing for this country because all like, all the all your buddies you talk to, like there's a couple Bruins fans, there's a couple random Devils fans or, or Penguins fans, but like th- everyone in this country sides with a Canadian team. So just thinking about Leafs Habs first round, Leafs Oilers first round, like it's wild, yeah. man. It's wild, and all and you you go across every team, every team as a, a star that is a shining star in this league. And it's just, now we get to see them all play each other a hundred times. It's just, what's going to happen. And and the rivalries that will be built over teams playing each other over and over and over again, it's like Canucks and Leafs. Could that be the rivalry? Could it be flames and Leafs? Could it be Oilers and Habs? Like there's just so many different scenarios that this division could play out. I think given the circumstances, you know, given the circumstances with COVID and the fact that it's a shortened season, I'm all for this. Like, is is this something that, like, if this was the norm going forward, is this something that I think that we would all like? Probably not. Like, just the fact that you're playing teams, like, two or three straight times. Yeah. But the fact that this year is so unique, it puts, like, kind of a different spin on it, and I'm... I'm all for it. I think it's going to be awesome. I, I don't understand anyone who doesn't support it. Although, to be completely honest with you, I haven't heard one person say anything negative about it. Well, it's just all about the circumstances, too. It's like if this was just an off year and there was nothing going on in the world right now, I'd be like, ah, whatever. Like, that's kind of weird. Like, why would you bunch a bunch of teams together that play each other 10 times? But just the circumstances of what's going on. It's like if this is what we need to do to get hockey back on the ice then like let's go and like why not like i'm sure sportsnet and tsn and every other canadian broadcast company is not too sad about this either well i mean you take a look at the schedule man it is a sprint to the finish like starting wednesday night against the habs it's a sprint to the finish yeah it's almost every other day yeah it is which is unreal yeah for us like let's yeah like i'm i'm ready to tune into a hockey game every other night and especially a year that it's it's put or shut up for some of these teams in this Canadian division as well. And there's also some other teams like the Habs that are going to sneak up on you as well. So it's it's very interesting. And it's we haven't seen a Canadian team win the Stanley Cup since 93. So this is going to better the chances of that happening for sure, because one team's going to the conference final. So on paper, the Leafs are favored to win the division. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I, I'm with that. I, I have them favored to win the division as well. I think 
you, you look at the Leafs past couple of years, you're going against two of the best teams in the league, the Bruins and the Lightning. Those teams are gone now. Like, who, who are you really looking at now? Like, who are who's, you really who's looking at? Who scares you the most? I, I, I can't think of a team that actually scares me the most. Like, on paper, it's like, okay, McDavid and Dryside all out in Edmonton. Like, that's that's scary for the whole league. But they they also have their problems as well. Like, they have defensive problems. They have goaltending problems. And you look at Calgary, like, they have some problems. Like, no team in this division is perfect. Everyone has a flaw. It's not like the Lightning where it's like, okay, great. If the Lightning decide to lose a playoff series, and that's on them, they're so good that they shouldn't lose. But every single Canadian team has a downfall. So I think that's where the Leafs should feel confident in saying, we have a chance to win this division. And honestly, I think they should win this division, in my humble opinion. I mean, I don't I don't disagree, but I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. Oh, <laughs> No, nothing's a cakewalk for this hockey team. buddy. <laughs> Come on, man. How many times are we sitting there being like, oh, here we go again. And well, Dubas said that uh, when he was talking to the media earlier this week, that's exactly what he said. He was like, uh, one of the things about the shortened season that he's like, he thinks is good is that they can't afford to have the, the lulls that they've had in previous seasons. No. And th- that, that's, that was what all their moves in the off season was based off of was yeah. consistency and bringing a an attitude to this team where it's every night we got to fight because consistency man like that is the number one problem with this team and with this franchise period yep. like this is put up or shut up time i actually was thinking last night i was thinking about this pod and our our new video setup and and this new season and i was just thinking i'm like this is a huge year for this hockey club. Yeah, it's 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 a yeah. massive year. It's a put up or shut up year for this team. Like it's been fun getting the Thorntons and the Simmons in and and being like, this is exactly what we need. But it's all happened now. We haven't seen what the finished product is. We can talk about the lineups, the power play units, the PK units, uh, just just anything. And and it's all going to come to fruition now. And it's like this team's got to win a playoff round. Yep. Like that's. That's it. Like I think I think they're at a point. Round. I think they're at a point where they've got to win two playoff rounds. Yeah, it's like especially what? when you're so heavily favored in the division. Every prognosticator and every prediction I've seen from anyone has them at the top of the division. I I agree, and I think they are at the top of the division. And if in last year, when you really think about their team, they were a bubble playoff team by the time the the covid came around. Dude, they technically didn't make the playoffs. I know. Last year. I know. Yeah. So it's like a team that. Barely made the playoffs last year is the favorite, but man, like you got the highest paid power play in the whole world on your team. You have stars, endless stars, endless contracts, new veterans. You got a, a solid goalie. Like what? what is it? What are they waiting for? It's like, this is up to you now. Kyle Dubas, in my opinion, has done everything he's had to do to make this team in a position to be successful. And it's time for that to happen. Like it, we can't be doing this inconsistent show up one night, not show up the next night. Like it's time for this team to be consistent. And it's time for guys like Mitch Marner and William Nylander to start stepping up every single night to separate this team from the pack. Because I do think if you dissect all the rosters in this division, they have the best roster. Yeah. Like, maybe not defensively. That's why everyone has them at the top of the division. Like, defensively, okay, we can sit and debate that, and I get that. But just sheer talent alone, like, like they should win this division. It's not going to be easy. That that's no, for sure. No. But they should they I have them winning this division. And I will, will frankly be disappointed if they don't. Yeah. 
So because we're a little late getting this episode out, one of the things that I've been like really excited to get your take on that we haven't commented on publicly is the reverse retro uni. And like, how do you, how do you feel about this? Uh, the, the reaction um, by Leafs Nation, based on what I saw, was pretty pretty lukewarm. So, your your thoughts on? It? Do you want me to go first, or do you want you go first? Because I I I don't love getting caught up in this kind of jersey talk. But if you spew your opinion, you'll you'll okay. get me fired up. Okay. So give me your take, and then I'll and I'll come back with mine. Why didn't you just go all the way in on the eighties uni? Like why? Why did we have to get creative and do the the blue on blue maple leaf? Like why didn't you just go full Wendell Daryl Sittler era uni? Like I why? I don't know. I, I I find it interesting. That's the first time. If I can if I can interject, I just this just popped in my head. So when they first released that first official image of it, I was like eh. But then I don't know if you've been on like their social. You probably have and seen these like. They've like put Matthews out and like they've like superimposed him into like an old time hockey shot where it looks nice in those. Uh, it's just the only pol- thing that's polarizing about the uniform is the blue leaf on the blue sweater. Yeah. Like usually it's blue, white, like for home and away. It's it's the first time you've ever seen a blue leaf. Well, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty sure it's the first time you've seen a blue leaf on a blue jersey. Yeah. I. This is the greatest uniform in the league. Like, give me sh- like we could we could debate Chicago Blackhawks. We can debate the Habs, the Bruins, the all the original six teams have great unis. Like, the, let's let's not kid around here. But the Leafs blue and the logo and just the name. It's like you could throw any Leaf logo and sweater designed together i'm gonna love it like no matter what i'm biased like i'm gonna love any sort of leaf style sweater you put out like i think it looks good yeah and i think they're gonna look sick playing in it yeah and and if you don't like it then like shut up like honestly like (laughs) shut up who cares it's just a uniform like i like it but if i didn't like it there's a lot of people i would just shut my mouth and be like "Ah, i don't love it just these people who again why we stay off twitter is these people going on spewed off a hot take about a uni it's like it's a uniform. Ryan. Get over it. It's Ryan. like the Scotiabank division. Dude, it's dude, a people, it's a sponsor. People were I know we talked about this already, but people were so upset this week about them having the tiniest Scotiabank logo on their helmet and it's like really? Yeah, well, really? Like that that you you're upset about this? I the I The team is like, back. Why are, playing in a why Canadian are people division. upset about this? Because people love to get upset. Because they love the and they're, they're, or excuse the Brian Burke the tradition of the game, but it, even a guy like Berkey and old school guys know that when it, it's time for this league to do what they have to do to make some dough, like it's if you got to throw. I saw the logo on the helmet, man. It, it I thought it was already there. Yeah, yeah. Like I it's, thought it was already there. It just it's replaces. No big deal. It's not a big deal if they start putting sponsors all over the unis. Okay, like we we could sit and debate that. It, it kind of takes away from like the clean cut look of a nice hockey sweater, which at the end of the day I would get over because it's the product on the ice that really matters to me. But I, the the people get bent out of shape. This market, this city, it is unreal how many people get bent out of shape over the dumbest things. Yep. Put a sponsor on a helmet, get over it. Yep. It's it's simply dollars and cents for this league right now. Yeah. Like, 
All right, let's put that behind us. Let's talk about some more fun stuff. So training camp is open. Um, Joe Thornton's on the first line. Your thoughts on this? I'm happy that they start him on the top and let him work his way down. Yes. Like, is Joe Thornton a first-line hockey player in this league right now? Probably not. No. no. Yeah. He probably doesn't have the speed. He doesn't have the endurance. And Keith was on a radio call or doing one of his his press interviews saying that he's not going to get the same minutes as 34 and, and Marner um, because of his age and because if you're playing first-line minutes, that's a heavy load. Yeah. And Austin Matthews is going to play a heavy load. Yes. And same with Mitch Marner. Yes. So it's going to be interesting to see if he says he's not going to play as many minutes, that is he going to start with them or like, what's it going to be like? Who are they going to interchange with them throughout the game? I don't think it's going to last personally. No. I just think it's a cute little story. Well, I think, I think he'll be there sporadically throughout the, I think he'll start the game on their wing and he'll be there, but he's going to have to take some shifts off. Also the pace of the schedule this year, like, do you sit Joe Thornton out? Here and there. Well, yeah, that leads me into my next thing. It's like people are talking about these line combinations, and I feel like on this podcast, they'll get used to me saying the people or you people, because I'm talking to you, Leaf fans, who just are nuts. But (laughs) this is, you said it earlier, the grind of this schedule. Like, go and look up the schedule. It is a grind. It is every other day. It is nuts. If you think for one second that someone's not going to go down with injury, yeah. Or one guy is going to just need a night off. Like, this is going to be... This is where depth is going to matter more than any season, in my opinion. Because you don't get... Like, you don't get days off. Like, even backup goaltending and goaltending depth is going to be a huge conversation this year. Like, you can't be having Jack Campbell go out and have a couple muffin nights. Because Freddie's going to need a break. He can't play every single night. I don't think he's going to, though. Like... We're jumping all over the place here, but like you brought up Freddie, and it's like he's to me, he's a wild card this year. Like we all know last year wasn't his best year. And I think that like um this is gonna be the first year. Like he had Curtis McElhaney, but this is gonna be the first year in a while where he has a competent backup goaltender. Like when they put Jack Campbell in there, you expect him to go in and win. It's not like the Michael Hutchinson debacle last year, which ultimately cost them a playoff spot. Yeah, exactly. And we don't know if Jack Campbell is going to be that guy. Like, I'm not going to take a couple games Campbell played last year and just and just automatically dial that into this season. Like, I, he's got to prove to me that he's a, he's a solid backup goaltender because that's a big spot for them. And they and they've struggled with that spot ever since Babs took over. Ever since this thing all started with Johnny Enroth and and Curtis Johnny Enroth, Mac- <laughs> Curtis McElhaney. Like, this is. This has been a tough, sore spot for the fan base and for this team in terms of losing points. And Jack Campbell's got to prove to me that he he has to play like he played last year because they're going to need him. Yeah, of course they are. Yeah, and, and same with all these other guys. Like, I don't want to jump around too much, but someone was texting me the other day being like, what about Travis Dermott on the bottom pairs? It's like... I don't think Zach Bogosian's going to be playing every night on the third pairing. They might even carry 7D. Like, you don't know. Like, there's going to be a lot of juggling. There's going to be a lot of guys who don't perform up to expectations or injuries. And these, a lot of guys are going to get opportunities. And there's going to be different line combinations. Because Sheldon Keefe isn't like Mike Babcock, everybody. He likes to switch things up. He likes to change things around. Like, that's just... 
it can't just be concrete with the the opening day training camp lines. It's not set in concrete. Well, do you think the the I think the Dermot thing is because they really want to give Miko Lettinen a look. Yeah, it's like let's yeah. let's give these guys a look. Like we don't know we don't know what this guy is. And Zach Bogosian's there simply to for intimidation and to be kind of a stabilizing stay at home guy. But he's not he's not logging minutes. No. Like no, he's not at that point. Well, he's in his also career. he's also there as part of their new philosophy that they're going to be a tougher team to play against. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's why he's. There. He's just so. He way- reminds me so much of. Uh, and again, he hasn't played a game in a Leaf uni yet, but his his presence and his role reminds me so much of uh, Roman Polak. Polak. Yeah, Roman Polak. Roman Polak, another old favorite of this team. Can I tell you um, my other observation from training camp? Sheldon Keefe just seems like such a beauty. He oh, seems yeah. like the the type of coach, like, you'd want to go through a brick wall for him. He just like, seems with it. Yeah, and, like, he see, he just, like, it must be such a breath of fresh air for these guys to, like, this is the first time, when you think about it, it feels like forever ago that they, this is his first training in camp. This is his first time, like, opening a season and implementing his system, like, right from the hop. Yeah. And it's like that, the whole thing with Babs, because it was, it was well over a year ago. It's crazy. But he I, just seems like, and this isn't just, even a full training camp either for the guy. Like, this isn't even a full no, training no camp. Like, games. he still is in a disadvantage as a brand new coach because they don't have any expi- exhibition games. Yeah, no. Um, like, it's, he's, I just like Sheldon Keefe because when you read everything about him or you just watch his interviews and you listen to him talk, he's just, a part of a generation that I think should be more a part of hockey now. Like there's that older old boys club that just needs to just, it's, it's time to, it's It's time to go. Yes. It's over. Goodbye. I like his age. I I like, I think you're seeing, I think that extends beyond the national hockey league too. I think you're seeing that transition all throughout sports of the old guard kind of, yeah, and like your, your Sean McVeighs are yeah. coming in, Kyle and, Shanahan. Yeah, yeah. Like your philosophy, Matt Lafleur, go Green Bay Packers. Yeah, um, you're seeing that philosophy sort of all throughout sports of the old guard, kind of getting pushed out of the way for the new age. Who know the new age group of coaches who know how to talk to young players. Yeah, exactly, and has an idea of where this game's going and and how they want to implement their top players into their lineup. Like I don't know if you want to get into all his comments about Austin Matthews. Nobody so gets far. a PK time this Dude, year. Sheldon Keefe. Look at my eyes. <laughs> Sheldon Keefe is in love with Austin Matthews. He is in love with him. PK time, PP time, first line, any situation Sheldon Keefe can get Austin Matthews on the ice. That's what he's going to do. <laughs> that's what he's doing. Yes. He loves him. And yes. that's one of my favorite well, things that's so because, far. That's because he sees what we all see that you know who didn't see or didn't want to see is that this guy. And that brings it's funny you bring that up because like one of the like for the rest of the show, we're just going to talk about like general expectations for the season. And I. I there's something in the air. There's something in in the atmosphere. There's some sort of force that is telling me that I think I think 34. I think 34 is going is going to go. It's going to be 
he's going to an even higher level which this year. Is, again, which leads into why we love Sheldon Keefe and why we're so optimistic about him, because that's the guy who can lead a player like that to the next tier of guys. Yeah. And he's going to play to his strength. He's not going to pretend he's Pavel Datsuk. He's going to play towards his strengths, which is like, like hearing him talk about the PK and like just the love that Sheldon yeah. Keefe has for Austin Matthews when he talks about him. It's like, this is why we tanked to get a player like this. And this is why we have his jersey up on the wall. And this is why he's everybody's favorite player. Yeah. It's time to start putting him in every position that he could be in. Yeah. He can't play on the PK. Why can't he play on the PK? Yeah. He's a smart hockey player. If he gets an opportunity to score, yeah. like that's, that's a guy. Thing. Like, do I think he's going to be the first guy going out there to kill the uh, no. the penalty? No, but there's no restrictions. Yes, exactly. Like, stop putting restrictions exactly. on your hockey players on on your elite yeah. superstar. On like a guy who's yeah. unanimously like one of the new faces of the league and one of the best players in the league yes. and arguably the best top two goal scorer in the league right now too. Like, stop restricting guys like that. Like, stop it. What, uh, give me some of your general expectations. What are you looking forward to? What are you thinking coming out of camp? Just going into this season. I wanted to just, I wanted to just spitball on this episode. I, I'm done one in a while. Let's just, let's just, I'm really looking for that top pair. The, the Riley Brody. Yeah. I want to see if it lasts number one. And I want to see how Morgan Riley performs. Number two, like yeah. TJ Brody. Like I, I don't have a serious amount of expectation for him left. I haven't seen him enough. I've seen him play a couple games in Calgary. I've had him on my fantasy team a couple times in fantasy. And I just, I'm really looking towards that pair because that pair is, that's what separates the good from the great is how that top pair can play against other teams, top lines. And it's time for Morgan Riley. I love Morgan Riley. I I'm one of his biggest fans. I'm one of his biggest supporters and it's time for Morgan to take that next level, take that Victor Hedman level style of play and number one pairing and TJ Brody. Like it's time for that pair or whoever Riley's playing with to 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 step up and be that top pair in this league. Um, Keith has gone out of his way, you know, like um, lots of people have been asking about Thornton on the first line, and I, I heard two different interviews with him this week where he went out of his way to. Um, Express his excitement for Hyman, Kerfoot, and Mikheyev on the third line. And Kerfoot got hurt. Doesn't sound like it's serious. They had Engvall in that spot after, after he came in. <laughs> they had Eng, they had Engvall just gets out there and Pierre just can't wait to circle back into the defensive zone. Yeah. Tweet um, me with the, or Instagram me with the analytics. Yeah. Pierre Engvall. Yeah. Good guy. His possession stats are off the charts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just phenomenal. Um, but uh, to me, that that's a legit NHL third line. Well, it's a workhorse. Line. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, McKay. Like, that, that's that, like, that's your matchup line. Yeah, and that's your chip in when you need some offense line too. That's and I think keep talking about that third line and being so excited about it and and almost putting expectations on them through the media is like that line's got to be big. They're gonna have to like they're probably gonna be the line playing against the better lines in the league. Yeah. Like, you know, like they're, they got tons of speed. We know what Hyman's about. Like Zach Hyman is just, you, he's you're good. anyone who's listened to the, the talking buds podcast before. It is well-documented how you feel about Zach Hyman. I, I, I was one of those people who obviously at the start wanted more offense, but just the years of this guy playing, it, he's, 
the most consistent hockey player I have ever seen. Yeah. Like his forechecking. And then Mikheyev, he's got some expectations on him because he really got paid for half a season. Yep. Like half a, half a good season before he got hurt. That's what he got paid for. The soup man. Exactly. And then Kerfoot is, you know, I'm still the jury's out on Kerfoot too. So let's, that's a speed line, a tenacious line, a line they're going to need to chip in offensively and play against other top lines. So that's got, again, big line for them. If they want to make it far, that line's got to chip in offensively, especially in my opinion. Do you think that the upgrades they made, and we talked about this a lot on our last few episodes we did before we took the break, but do you do you feel like the upgrades they've made um, are going to contribute to this sort of philosophy shift that Kyle Dubas, quite frankly, has had we need to be a tougher team to play against. Like, Do you feel like the additions of Wayne Simmons, Pogosian, Thornton, like VC, like even though I don't think any of us really look at VC as being a tough guy. Yeah. Um, or a veteran that's yeah, going to... Brody. Yeah. Like, do, you, do you feel like... Do you feel like they are going to be a tougher team to play against? I want to hear your opinion on this first, to be honest with you. I do. I do think they're going to be a tougher team to play against. I, I don't think... Is it going to be like this massive shift where they're all of a sudden like toughest team in the division? No. But do I think that they are going to be a tougher team to play against? Yes. Do I think that they do have guys now who aren't going to just stand there when a star player gets pushed around? Yes. Yeah, I do. This is what we were clamoring for. Yep. Like it's Kyle Dubas gave it to us and we're going to have to just I don't want to hear people criticizing game one. Like this is what the majority of Leafs fans ask for is veteran presence and a tougher hockey team. Are they, are they the toughest team in the league? No, no. They just have Wayne Simmons. And what about they have- in the division? Cause you, you have to remember that Ooh. this season is unique. You're only playing within your division. That's very true. Are they the toughest team in the division? I'd have to go through the rosters, yeah. but I don't think like you got Lou Cheech out in Calgary. Yeah. Like you got Cassian and Edmonton. Yeah. Those are two like, Guys, we're gonna piss you off. Yeah, and then you got Corey Perry. They yeah, just you got Corey, have you just know, added Corey Perry again. It's it's not so much we've been saying this. Uh, go back. We're, we're probably the number one thing we've preached on this podcast is toughness is not dropping the gloves. It's nice to drop the gloves. You saw Jason Spezza in the bubble drop the gloves to get the team fired up. It means a lot when used properly. But it's about just like finishing your check or back checking with some effort or winning 50, 50 puck battles, or when you're down in a hockey game, you don't quit and you continue to play physical and you continue to have that persistent attitude. That's what I think that those guys bring. I don't think they're going to be the seventies flyers. They're going to be very similar to the team they were before. They're still a skilled dominant hockey team, but I just hope that these guys get in all the other returning players' heads and being like, listen, we're veterans in this league. I know Zach Bogosian just won a Stanley Cup, but Wayne Simmons hasn't won a cup. Joe Thornton hasn't won a cup. And it those are guys who came here because they see the opportunity of that happening. So they need to motivate the Austin Matthews, the Mitch Marners, to play the way they need them to play to win them that cup. And that's playing tough, and that's playing with consistency. How relieved is Jake Muzzin? Oh, Jake to have Muzzin. These guys Again, in the yeah, exactly. 
it's like you don't just bring in Wayne Simmons. It's like, hey, Wayne Simmons, that's nice. But then you bring in Thornton, you bring in Bogosian. So it's not like one guy's coming to help me. Now they have three or four guys who are all veterans who all have played in very high level hockey games, intense competitive hockey games and have been successful in the league. So it's add that to the mix of a bunch of guys who needed that. And that's, that's what, that's all we asked for. That's literally all we asked for from Kyle Dubas and Leafs management is to give us, give this team an opportunity to learn under some, some veterans who who've been around. That, that's it. Only time will tell, bud. Yeah, like I'm, I, I'm hoping for the best, uh, yeah, man, because like, this this is put up or shut up, yeah, man. Like, this is put up or shut up. So, closing thoughts. Like we've kind of gone through our our expectations here. Like it's kind of like for me, like I just want to watch a game. Yeah. Like I'm so. It's been so long. Like we had the bubble. The bubble was fun, but it's like I just want to watch a game. That's all I want. Yeah. I just like let's just sit down. Let's drop the puck. Let's get the season going. Let's start the sprint to the finish line. Let's play the Sens three times in a row. Let's play the Oilers three times in a row. Let's play the let's play everyone three times in a row. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah, I think I'm not expecting them to be the Lightning from two years ago or being the Red Wings and winning endless amounts of games. All we're expecting is when it's a tough Wednesday night in Edmonton, you're tired. Just put a little bit more yes, on the yes. line. Well, yeah. Well, listen. Than, than you have in the past. This and is, have your your goalies make a big stop when they need to make a big stop. You it's, know? Been, it's just little things. It's been said that Kyle Dubas really didn't want to break up the core, and it's put up or shut up time for this core, dude. Like if they don't, if if a first round exit. Is not good enough. Well, I'm at the point where, like, based on this division, a second round exit is not good enough. I mean, those are lofty expectations, man. Like, those are those are lofty. I don't know. Like, obviously, that's like the ultimate expectation is to make it far in the in the playoffs. But you also got to be kind of realistic and realize that hockey's a very random game. It's not like football. It's not like baseball in a sense where one team is so dominant and so talent filled that they just run the league or run their division into the ground. It's about when it's time for you to be a big boy, you're a big boy. Like that's, I don't know how to quantify that. It's just when you need to win a game, like you've seen it the past couple game sevens or game fives that this team has played just, just didn't have what it took to to show up or didn't have what it takes to, to end the series earlier than it should have. And that's what, bringing in Joe Thornton, Wayne Simmons, and all those guys. That's what you hope is cured in all this. Well, buddy, uh, only time will tell. And um, we're going to be here. We're going to be in the Bud Cave yeah. for the entire season. We're going to be watching games here. We're going to be like, I want to get like, I want to be on live. Hit us up on our Instagram and let us know if that's something that you'd be interested in watching a game with us. Like, do you want us to like, do you want us to go live on Instagram and watch a game? That's that's an idea that I've toyed with a few or times. Even a and it's Twitch. Like, is anyone is anyone going to watch us? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll right? we'll take yeah, the yeah. temperature. <laughs> we might need to garner a little bit of a fan like, base here. Like, I don't like, know. Is there is there anything worse than when you go live on IG and it's like one guy? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. There, I've, you've seen it. Yeah. You've seen it. And it's well, this podcast like the first episode we ever dropped. Like 
I mean, it wasn't one person, but it wasn't. It was. It was like ten thousand. It was like five. Yeah, like yeah. it wasn't a lot. Yeah. And I don't know. I was thinking like even like some TikTok reactions yeah. of just yeah. like a Pierre Ringval giveaway up the middle, and the other team goes in and snipes on Anderson. It's like let's get the reaction on that. Yeah. Yep, we're uh, we're upping our social game. Yeah, we're upping the whole podcast game. Yeah, we're coming for you. Um, thanks everybody for tuning in and checking us out. Uh, once again, hit us up on our Instagram at Talking Buds Podcast, and um, we are really, really stoked for yeah. this season. Really, really, really We're stoked. Back. We are back. The buds are back in the bud cave with different angles. Yes, with yes, different camera angles. With different. Camera We've got angles. the Ryan angle right here. We've got the dual shot right here, and we got the Rob angle right here. And you got the buds. Angles. And you got an audio, too. If yeah. you don't want to look at my face because yeah, it's too ugly. Same, same. Or you know what I didn't account for in, in the video portion of this podcast what? is I like to drink a little what they call PBR. Yeah, yeah. And the thing when you do audio is you can kind of get away with, like, the step back, like, like little, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, like, I caught myself, like, three or four times on this video, like, taking a sip and then coming back and being, like, Dude, every single episode we've done, I always have a pen in my hand and I'm always like, I'm either air drumming or I, like I have this weird, like I've like clipped it under my finger and like moving around. So I can see myself in the camera here and I'm like have, doing this and I'm like, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Don't, you gotta, you gotta, you that. gotta bear with us yeah, with yeah, the yeah, whole yeah, video portion. Yeah. I was, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm not going to lie with you guys right now. I was a little nervous when we pressed play about half an hour ago. I was, I was like. I was talking fast. I don't even know what I was saying, to be honest with you. Well, so. I'm definitely, I'm going to go back and watch this video. There's at least one time in here where I'm sitting here and you're talking and I'm like. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's going to take me a hard minute to to get used to these camera angles. But yeah. don't worry. I'll, we will be a professional in no time. We'll cut to the camera and I'll do the old TSN come yeah, in. Yeah. Just Imagine, like, or should we go, like, side by side and be like, good evening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come in with the big yeah. smile on the faces. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, we got some work to do. We'll yeah, get there. We'll yeah, get there. Yeah. Thanks for checking us out this week, everybody. We'll see you after game one against the Habs. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.